0: Thank you for joining us for this week's message at Praise Chapel Paramount. We hope you enjoy this message from our midweek service with Pastor Isaac Roman. Also, we'd love to hear what God has done in your life. To hear your story, email us at info at Again, we hope you enjoy this message. How's everybody doing tonight? All right. All right, well, obviously, I have the pleasure of being up here and speaking tonight. Uh, first of all, thank you, e- each and every one of you, for being here, first-time visitors. Especially, thank you. Um, I want to honor, uh, like always, I think it's the right thing to do is honor our, our senior pastors, Pastor Omar and Sister Letty. We love you guys. Appreciate you. Appreciate, your, appreciate you just tr- believing in us, right? Um, you know, one of the things I was, I was thinking about with, with Pastor Omar and Sister Letty is, you know, they're committed to the call and the purpose that God's pl- placed in their lives, I think about this and I and I see you know they they stay they stay busy they stay active, and so I just appreciate that so much. I just think I, I just think it's a, it's a good model for all of us as disciples, sons and daughters of the house to see to see them and and, uh, and really they're 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 uh, they're driven by the purpose and the calling that God's put in their lives. So, anyways, I'll just keep on talking about you guys all night. I'm just, I'm joking. Okay, well we love you. Tonight I, I want to talk to you. Um, and, and this is an encouraging word, and I think that it's applicable to every single one of us. Uh, I've titled my message tonight, um, Persevering. And I have a subtitle, and that's Problems Provoke Purpose. Problems Provoke Purpose. Now, obviously that title is a little bit provocative, so if you're not, if you're not cool with that, we could say problems produce purpose, but it all, it all means the same thing. I, I believe this, I believe that there's problems in our lives that move us towards where God wants us to go. And without those problems, most of us wouldn't do anything. And so, uh, so we're going to talk about that tonight. And, and uh, I, I believe that it's going to help, uh, help all of us. It helped me at least. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. So I got a story here. We always start with a story. I got a story about a donkey and a well. A donkey and a well. All right. So we're going to learn something about the donkey and the well. All right. So, uh, so here it is. One day a farmer's donkey fell down into a well. The animal cried piteously for hours as the farmer tried to figure out what to do. Finally, he decided the animal was old and the well needed to be covered up anyway. It just wasn't worth it to retrieve the donkey. Everyone say, ah, ah, okay. So he invited all his neighbors to come over and help him. They all grabbed a shovel and began to shovel dirt into the well. This is kind of like, I was reading this, uh, this is kind of a little creepy, right? So you got all the all the neighbors, they're all shoveling Dirt over this donkey to, to kill him, basically. So they, grabbed, uh, they, they all grabbed a shovel and began to shovel dirt into the well. At first, the donkey realized what was happening and cried terribly. Then, to everyone's amazement, he quieted down. A few shovel loads later, the farmer finally, finally looked down the well and was astonished at what he saw. With every shovel of dirt that hit his back, the donkey was doing something amazing he would shake it off and take a step up. As the farmer's neighbors continued to shovel dirt on top of the animal, he would just continue to shake it off and take another step up. Pretty soon, everyone was amazed as the donkey stepped up over the edge of the well and trotted off. No donkeys were killed in this story. So the moral is this, that life is going to shovel dirt on us, and the trick to getting out of the well is to shake it off and take a step up. Say, take a step up. Take a step up. Shake it off and take a step up. So each of our problems is a stepping stone. We can get out of the deepest wells just by not stopping and never giving up. And so that's what I want to talk about tonight. I want to talk about how, again, how our, how our problems move us towards where God purpose us, uh, purpose, purposes us to be. Amen. Why don't we pray? If you would just bow your heads with me. Father, we thank you, God, for your word. We thank you for your truth. Father, I pray, God, that you would help us to understand the revelation, God, Lord, that trials and problems in our lives uh, come, God, only to move us closer to you, move us closer to your heart. God, move us closer to the purpose that you've called each and every one of us for. So I just pray tonight, God, Lord, that you would give me the words to communicate the message that you've given. Father, I pray that you'd open up ears, God, and, and hearts, Father, to receive your word. Father, we give you the proper place in this, in this building, in this world, God. You are the highest authority. We thank you, God. In Jesus' name, the church said amen. 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 So Hebrews 12, 1 through 3, we all, know this, we all know the scripture. I'm going to read it to you. It says this. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us and let us run with perseverance. Say perseverance. perseverance. Say it like you mean it. Perseverance. perseverance. Thank you. The race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. And so I, I, I think about this, and I think what I'm going to talk about is, is uh, could be perceived as self-help, and that's not what I want to do. I want... I'm starting with the scripture to understand that this is the model by which we should be living our lives. Jesus exemplified. He came, he came onto this world to show us how we should do it. Even the scripture that I'm sharing with you in Hebrews is, is this. It's not necessarily, it's not necessarily uh, um, people on the sidelines cheering us on to go. That's not, what, that's not what the scripture is saying. What the scripture is saying is that there's those that have gone before us. And have endured life, have endured trials and tribulations, and are testifying now that they, could, that they did it. Right. That God gave them the power to move through those, those problems, those testimony, or, or in those situations. And so we, we need to understand this. And, and so, again, Jesus kind of laid this all out for us. So, I believe one of many purposes, one of many purposes that we have as Christians is to live a life that testifies of God's preserving power. Especially, especially in the midst of life's greatest challenges. And this is what I mean when I say problems provoke purpose. Some additional elements or things that are involved in how problems provoke purpose are as follows. Spiritual growth, as as we find in Ephesians 4.15. Fruitfulness, in John 15.4-8. Discipline, no one likes that word, right? Discipline. (laughs) I'll pause right there. I, I I shared this. I've shared this quote with with uh, people before, but listen to this. I heard this said. I don't I don't know who said it, so I'm sorry. But the quote goes like this: "Discipline yourself, or someone else will." Wow. Right? And so that's just applicable across all of our lives, right? That's for free. All right. Uh, the second thing is assurance. 2 Timothy 1 through 2. You guys put it up there. Thank you. I, I didn't expect that. All right, salvation, Matthew 10 through 22, and, and, and a reward, Galatians 6, 6 through 9. So to persevere, I'm going to define that word for us so that we understand exactly what we're talking about. So to persevere, it means to continue in a course of action, even in the face of dif- of difficulty or with little or no prospect of success. And so what that means is that, you're, down, you're going down this course that, that Christ has marked out for each and every one of us, right? We just read that. The, the race that has been marked out for you and for I, respective, uh, respectively. And so perseverance is just putting our head down and just moving that way that God is leading us to. Despite the situations, despite what's going on, despite the hopelessness or whatever it is that you're facing, you just know that God told you to go this way, and I'm just going to keep going that way. This is perseverance. Other words for perseverance is to persist, to continue, to carry on, to go on, to keep on, to keep going, not give up, struggle on, hammer away, be persistent, be determined. You guys get it. <laughs> to be tenacious, to stand one's ground, to stand fast, to stand firm. All of these different things. And so what we need to understand is, is how to persevere and how, again, how our problems Will push us towards this deep conviction to persevere despite what's going on around us. James 2 3 through 4, we all know this, but uh, I'll read it. It says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles or problems of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. That doesn't sound right, right? For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. So I want to talk to you about pain. I, I believe that pain in our lives, I, I believe that pain is everything. I, I'll, I'll tell you, I I learned this, um I, I learned this in a sales seminar, but but I I just thought about this and I, and I was sharing this with, with some of my friends, and I said, hey man, I just I'm just able to pull parallels. From, from the business world and, and the things that I'm learning and these seminars and these trainings, I'm able to put, pull parallels from these things into the kingdom, right? And so um, most of you, if you're in sales or you've ever been in sales training, most of the principles that are taught are biblical. They all come from the Bible, and they just repurpose them and, and resell them, really. But one of the things that I, that I realized is that nothing happens until there's pain. If you're comfortable in life, there is no pain, so there's no change. It doesn't move you to activity. It doesn't move you to change anything at all. But it's not until you experience pain that you start to look at something and say, okay, I got I to do something different here. Right? And so, you guys, if, if you would uh, uh, finish, this, finish this phrase for me, no pain, no gain. no gain. All right. And this is life. You have to put in the work. You have to go through different things. You have to endure. You have to experience different things in order to grow and to develop in all of these things so Romans 5 this is this is Paul he says this and, and Paul knows what it is to go through pain he says we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials for we know that they help us develop endurance and endurance develops strength of character and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation and so listen to this pain is pain pain is not joy I understand that I, I think too What I I want to communicate is that when I'm talking about the pain and when I'm talking about enduring and when I'm talking about persevering, what I'm not saying is let's pretend like it's not there. That's not what I'm saying. I'm I'm not saying to dismiss it or act like nothing is there. It's looking at it in its face and understanding and feeling every bit of the pain and saying, despite that, I'm going to persevere. So pain is pain. Pain is not joy. Amen. Amen. All right. Trials are trying it. And not a source of pleasure so this truth provides a lens of of, uh, a lens on life and a true perspective on reality through which even life's most painful trials have a vital part to play in our joy and in our purpose i'll say that one more time life's most painful trials have a vital part to play in our joy and in our purpose so I can recall personally, I can re- recall my deepest moments of sorrow and despair, and I'm sure there's, there's others that could, that could testify to this, um, that led me to the greatest assurance and confidence I have in Christ. Some of the darkest moments in my life. I, I, I didn't necessarily see it while I was going through it, but as I reflect on those things, I see that God was there with me the entire time. So for me personally, I've overcome addiction. I was addicted to drugs and alcohol for many years. In that that moment, I was hopeless and helpless. I didn't know what to do. I I didn't know how to get help. I knew that I didn't want to do it anymore. I knew that I didn't want to be that person. I wanted change, but I didn't know how to do it. And then God. God showed up. I think about this, um, and I've shared the story before, but uh, Madison, she's our our 12-year-old, she's sitting over there. I remember, all right, yeah, yeah shout out. amen, all right, shout out. Um, I remember this, when, when, uh, when my wife was, was pregnant with Madison, it was, it was a very complicated birth. She had placenta privia, I, I've shared this before, and, and, and it was just bad, it, it was bad, we were in the hospital several times, and then even when Madison was born, uh, uh, her lungs was collapsed, she was underdeveloped, just a lot of things that, that happened there. And I remember in in those moments, in in that most darkest, helpless moment, is what pushed me closest to God. I remember specifically and vividly my wife and I crying out to God in tears, crying out to God to spare our child's life. I remember not only did we start there, and I've shared this before, but not only did we start there praying for our child, but once she went into the NICU, we had this confidence that God was, going to, God was going to see her through. And so what it did was it moved us to purpose to begin to pray and intercede for all the other babies in the NICU. And so this is what I mean by our problems and these trials begin to provoke or push us or produce the purpose that God has in our life. Now, understand this. Had that not happened, I would have never been in the NICU. Had I not been in the NICU, I had not been able to pray over other people. Had I not been able to go through that experience, I wouldn't be able to speak to someone, right, with knowledge and understanding and empathy what they're going through. And so I'll say it again, that our problems provoke or produce our purpose. I think about another dark time in my life when my mom passed. And I think I've shared this before, but in those moments where, again, I was looking for answers... I was questioning God. I was questioning why did why do why do bad things happen to good people, right? Why do bad things happen to good people? And in that moment, in that in that place of desperation and sorrow and brokenness, and and you fill in the blank. I was able to meet God in a in a new new, very new way. And so again, our our darkest and deepest times of trial and testing move us closest to God. And so in the heat of each of these moments, I was not full of joy. I was not enjoying these moments, but it was, but it was what God accomplished through those moments in me that solidified the deep conviction of faith in my life. And really, I, I think it, just, it, it anchors us. When we're able to walk through something and God, pull, God sees us through, it anchors us in our faith. Amen? Amen. So listen to this. I, I found this quote, and I love it. It says that God draws his straightest lines from life's greatest difficulties to our deepest joys. God draws his straightest lines from life's greatest difficulties to our deepest joys. So when trials, assaults our superficial pleasures... When they disrupt our lives, when these trials disrupt our lives, we're pressed to consider our deepest and fullest and richest treasures and tap those roots for sustenance in ways we simply do not when all is well. When everything's going well, we all love God, right? I mean, we're all, it's it's all good. But are you really praying? Are you really trusting God for a situation in your life? Or are we just... Are we just cruising? And so I'm going to say it again. And I say that God draws his straightest lines from life's greatest difficulties to our deepest joys. God allows these things, these, these trials and these, these problems in our lives so that we'll be able to experience our deepest joys in him. Second Corinthians 4, 8 through 9 says this. It says that we are hard-pressed on every side but not crushed perplexed but not in despair, persecuted but not abandoned, struck down but not destroyed. And so these pains in our lives come to build character and to, and to move us closer to God. And so my first, my first point is this, no pain, no gain. No pain, no gain. My second point is this. is that God allows us to maximize our time under pressure to fulfill his purpose in our lives. So how many of us have been in a a season in our lives where we just feel like it's an extended moment of pain or trying? Anybody been there? Some of us, all of us, all right. And so I I, I was looking at this this concept, and those of you that, um, I think there's some physical trainers in, in the room, and those that, that workout and things like that. I, I learned this about, um, about our, our, uh, our bodies is that bodybuilders, when they're looking to grow strength, grow endurance, grow, uh, grow their muscle mass, and all these different things, is that they maximize their time under tension T U T, time under tension. And what, what happens is, it's not necessarily how many reps you could get through or how fast you could do something. Rather, it's slowing things down and allowing yourself that resistance and that time under tension that produces the greatest growth. When I thought about that, I thought, man, that's kind of like God. God will allow us to stay in a situation for an extended period of time until we ultimately learn or understand what he's trying to teach us. So we say, God, move us through this. God, you know, uh, w- what's the saying when you're going through hell? Keep on going, Right i agree with that but sometimes we miss what god is trying to do in our lives we we're, we're very good at problem solving most of us and so we know how to figure things out we know how to cut corners or expedite the learning curve or whatever it is but sometimes god wants us to slow down and understand what's going on so time under tension l- listen to this so faith does not flourish when it lies untested, it oh man, I, I practice this word. It atrophies at, Oh my gosh. All right. So let, what was it? Atrophy. That's the word, but it atrophizes, or something like that. So listen to this. There's a word called atrophy. And what happens is, if you don't use a muscle for a certain amount of time, that muscle dies. So we're either growing or we're dying, right? Good. So I, I experienced this. What's going on? Am I creaking too much? Yeah. Thank you, Pastor. I'll stop moving so much. So listen to this. I, I experienced this personally. So for a few months now, and I, uh, uh, me and uh, Sister Linda, we, we, we shared this. I had tennis elbow, so my arm hurt horribly, and so I would try to like pick up, you know, I would try to pick this up, and it would just, excruciating pain, it would hurt, and so I was unable to do anything with my right arm, and so uh, I would go to the gym, and I would compensate, I would not, I wouldn't use my arm, I wouldn't be able to do like, you know, you know what I'm saying, I wouldn't be able to do the things that I need to do, because it hurt so bad. Now, fast forward, and, and the pain's gone away, so now I'm trying to go back, and I'm trying to do exercise, and there's no, there's no muscle there. Everything hurts. So that pain is gone, but now everything hurts because I hadn't worked out that muscle. And so the same thing with our faith is when, we're not, when it's not being tested, when it's not being put under pressure or put, put under tension, our faith begins to die and dwindle. And this is this is the point that I'm making with pain. It's without these situations in our lives that don't allow us to test and and strengthen and endure and persevere through these things. Say that word one more time. What is it? I can't. I promise. I was I was I, I was trying to say that word all the way home, and I. I had it, and I just, and I lost it. (laughs) Anyways, we'll go on. Listen to this. God lovingly injects our lives. Listen to this. He lovingly injects our lives with trials to train, grow, strengthen, and sweeten what matters most in us. God lovingly injects our lives with trials to train, grow, strengthen, and sweeten what matters most in us. Now listen, I, I'm, I'm very careful not to say that all problems are from God and all that kind of stuff. We, we get ourselves in some things, right? Like we, we, it comes down to a choice for a lot of us. But let's not miss those times where God is allowing something in our lives to bring maturity and strengthen us and develop our faith. Amen? All right. So our various trials, like James was talking about, our various trials in this life are critical to our persevering in faith. And they're not just threats to losing our faith. They're one of God's essential means by which He preserves the faith He has given us. Listen to that. The trials in this life are critical to our, perse- to our persevering in faith, and they're not just threats to losing our faith. They are one of God's essential Critical means by which he preserves the faith he has given us. So perseverance on his own isn't necessarily desirable, right? So when I say perseverance, it sounds cool because it sounds like tough, right? But none of us are desiring to have to persevere through anything. Is that right? Because we understand that there's pain and there's resistance there. So in itself, it's not desirable. But what makes it compelling is what we persevere in. And what James was talking about and makes it very clear was that it was persevering in faith in Christ. And for us, perseverance in faith is what life is all about. If we do not persevere in faith, we'll be on the wrong side of what matters most in the universe. Two things being right with God and enjoying Him forever in Jesus. We're talking about the reward. That comes with this and so in other words one of the things god is doing when he tests our faith is he's preserving our faith and when he brings trials into our lives and he does so for all of us that are in jesus he is working for us and in us one of the greatest goods imaginable god is working these things out in us for our own good allowing us to feel the pain To move through those situations, I think about I think about this, and I'll just kind of speak to speak to the married couples, just real quick. When I was uh, when I was thinking about time under tension, don't laugh, but when I was thinking about time under tension, I was thinking about our marriages. God puts two people together from two different worlds, brings them together, and says, "Become one flesh." My goodness. And sparks start flying all over the place. And then we start saying, God, how long must I endure this? God, change them. God, change him. God, change her. God, do something. God, allow me to divorce them. Give me the blessing, right? Pastor Omar, she's crazy. Persevere. Persevere. And so I was thinking about this with our time under tension in the pressure cooker. I was thinking about good things that come out of pressure, right? And so there's a lot of things. Diamonds are one of them. We know that. But like the pressure cookers, you know, like food and good stuff comes out of the pressure. But I was thinking about our marriages and I was thinking about God allows us, because this is a lifelong commitment. And I believe that in in those relationships... God is creating or building character that we would never be able to to build without those relationships in our lives. Amen. 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 Thank you. God is good. Understand what I'm saying. The problems and the pain that God allows in our lives is serving a purpose. It's the problems that are provoking our purpose. And so in our marriages, let's understand what's happening. Let's, let's understand the spiritual attack that's coming against us. I've, I've I've spoken about that. I, I chose not to go down there, but I, I want to say it because I believe that that's one of the biggest relationships in our lives that God uses, but we miss it. We absolutely miss it. That was free. That was So listen, so when he tests us, God, he's taking action to keep us. And he keeps us not just by protecting our present level of faith, and not just by growing, enriching, developing, and maturing our faith, but in testing our faith, he's keeping it alive. By exercising it, by moving it, by putting pressure on it, by stretching it. He's keeping it alive. God's preserving work in us through our problems, pain, and difficulty is provoking our purpose. And so listen to this. James 1 through 12, he connects the dots for us by stating, by stating this. He says, blessed is the man who remains steadfast. Uh, let, me, let me rephrase that. Blessed is the man or woman. I want to I be inclusive here. <laughs> blessed is the man... Or woman who remains steadfast or perseveres under trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Amen. Amen. And so I'm, I'm getting ready to close. We could have the, the worship team up here. I, I, I want to close with, with this. I, I started with this, and I want to close with this. Is, it's really fixing our eyes on what Jesus accomplished. Jesus modeled it. He came first to show us that it can be done. I read to you in Hebrews about the the cloud of witnesses, the people that are there that are testifying that on the other side of their problem, that we did it. Not only did we do it, but the same Christ, the same spirit that allowed us to, to get through it is here for you and with you and in you, each and every one of us. And so maybe some of us are in this place right now and you're in the pressure cooker you're in a place of tension you're in a place of conflict and you're trying to make sense of it you're trying to understand why is this why why am I going through this and potentially maybe God is doing something in our lives God is trying to build character and maturity and create integrity in these things in our lives and so I believe that Again, our problems provoke our purpose. And so Jesus is our best example of how a problem provokes purpose because this is, this, is what, this is what it was. Is that there was a problem in this world and it's sin. And that problem provoked God to move into a solution and send Jesus into this world. And so our problems provoking our purpose and Jesus understanding this and, and understanding what it takes He responded. And the author of Hebrews said it best. He said this in Hebrews 12, 2 through 3. I'll read it again. It says, fixing our eyes on Jesus. Fixing our eyes on Jesus. The pioneer and perfecter of our faith for the joy. Listen to this. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. And maybe tonight I I could challenge you to to look at what God has for you. What God has doing in you what God has promised you in your life and setting that before you and saying because this is because there's this promise here I'm going to endure my cross I'm going to endure whatever it is that the world has given me whatever God has allowed into my life I'm going to endure that for the joy that's ahead and so it says for the joy set before him and he endured the cross scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you and I will not grow weary and lose heart. And so let's consider these things. And I'm going to ask you if you would bow your head.